0: But I'd like to welcome you all here this morning. We'll begin the service. We'll sing number 279. Two Pass me not. Number 279. We've come out today with the mind of that to be asking our Lord just that question do not pass us by. Let me at a throne of mercy, find a sweet relief, kneeling there in deep contrition, help mine unbelief, Savior. hear my humble cry, and that's what we need to be asking him today. Seeking Him. We last week, we talked a lot about that new birth. And how we could receive that. And how it is something that, He says that we must have, if we're going to enter into the Kingdom of Heaven, we must have that new birth. To be able to know and to live in accordance with how Jesus Christ would have us to live our life here upon the earth. So let's give our thanks and honor and glory to him today for what he has done for us it's not what good works you've done it's what christ did and god did for us god sending his son here that he would live a perfect life and he would go through all things so that we could overcome and that's something that's been on my mind this week is the power of God. And you think about that. And when we think about it and we hear people say, well, you know, we're just sinners. And we're here in this body, but we are sinners. Is the Spirit of God within you, is it so weak that it can't overcome Satan? If we are continuing in sin, something is wrong. Now that's not to say we're going to live a perfect life and we're never going to make a mistake. But if it's just constantly something that we see that we are not where we should be or we are constantly in the same old sins that we've been in in all of our life, even before we said that we repented and that we have... Become a child of God. Those things are still there in our life. In our mind. Something is wrong. Because he says I will give to you. A spirit. Of power. And of love. Not a spirit of fear. But a spirit of power and love. And of a sound mind. A sound spiritual mind. And he will take these things out of our life. It will not stay there. If we have had that new birth and we truly want, that's power to overcome in our lives. He says, I will make you a new man. If you have been made a new man, the old deeds, the old things are taken away. Why are they still there if you have been made a new man or a new woman? These are questions that we need to be looking into in our own self, and we need, there is one answer. If it is there, it is because we are not using the power of God or we have not truly repented, we have not truly received the Spirit of the Holy Ghost if we don't have the power over it. But if you have and we see that we're constantly into these things, flee to Him and then let Him show you how to overcome by putting it into His hands it is too this life is too too much for us i know in, that in my life sometimes we look at things and we say how am i going to go through this what am i how am i going to be able to accomplish what i feel like needs to be accomplished and then something just comes to your mind i can't do it But I know who can. And if we just put it totally into his hands. And have full faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We will be able to overcome. Let us all keep that in mind this morning as we go through today. I believe we'll begin today. We'll read read a psalm. This is the 27th psalm. That's where I turn to. And I want to read that. There's a lot of encouragement in it. A lot of there that we need to just take and apply it to ourselves. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And that one verse, if we will take that, and we've got that Spirit there with us, and we listen to that, the Lord is my light and salvation. Is that in our lives today? If it is. He says, whom shall I fear? Satan has no power. You don't have to fear him. The Lord is my strength and my life. To whom shall I be afraid? Just what we were talking about. The Lord is my strength, the strength of my life. He is the power of God that He is offering to each and every one of us. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. That was what David was writing about, how that the power of God could overcome the enemies here upon the earth. And our enemy is Satan. Satan. He is the one that is constantly trying to tear you down. And listen, he says, When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Now that's what Satan will do if the power of God is prevalent in your life. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not Fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. And all kind of war that Satan would bring upon us. He says, this will I be confident that I've got the power of God and that I can overcome Satan in everything. There is nothing that I can't overcome. Using the power of God. And I want us to think about that. And that's what David's saying. Though the host should account against me. My heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. He was confident. That God would lead him through it. Are you confident today. That God will lead you. That Jesus Christ will lead you. Through every trial, temptation. Whatever it might be here upon the earth. That you are facing today are you confident that he will lead you through it and that you can see victory one thing have i desired of the lord that will i seek after that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple One thing have I desired. Now is that in our life today? What is it that we are desiring above all other things? Is it the things of this world? Or is it the power of God? The love of God? Do we have that love for Him? One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. "...that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock." The rock of Jesus Christ set you upon that so that the floodwaters of whatever temptation that comes upon you can be overcome. You are founded upon the rock of Jesus Christ, upon the gospel of Jesus Christ, upon the word of God. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Is that in our heart? Is that our mind? And now shall my head be lifted up above our enemies that we are lifted up above Satan in every situation. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Do we have that joy that he's promised? That peace, that comforter that he says. It's available to us all. And you can have it this morning. David could understand these things thousands of years ago. He could understand about God and what the power of God could do for man. And these words that he's written here can be encouraging to us today. I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When Thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto Thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Now that is what we have been talking about so much lately, is seeking Him out and letting Him write His words, His truths, His laws, his commandments, whatever it might be, let Him write it in our mind and put it in our heart so that we know and understand how He would have for us to live our life. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. And is that what we are seeking after today? Above all other things, we have to. If we, we've got to put Him first, First and foremost in everything, hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. And that should be in our mind, our prayer, our daily request to Him is never forsake me. You are the God of my salvation. I trust you. I put my faith in you. And let that be of a reality. And then be able then to see, Lord, I am seeking you. I am seeking your will, your way to be done in me. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And David did. Does not matter, and this is where he also says there to us that we must hate our father, or hate our mother, our wife, our children, whatever it might be. But that is not the hatred that we have a, a something against them, and that we have hatred in our heart for them. It is as what he's meaning there is that we must. Have a love for God the Father and His Son above all of these other things here upon the earth. They have to be number one. And that's what David was saying here. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and help me in a plain, plain path because of mine enemies. But when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. When we get into the position to where there is nothing between us and Him, then He chooses us to receive that new spirit, that new birth. And then we can go on to perfection. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. And think about those things. I believe we mentioned last week that if the children of Israel got out of the camp there. There was things that could happen to them. Serpents could bite them or whatever and they would be destroyed. They had to get back into the camp and they had to look upon that brazen serpent that Moses was holding up. Today if we get off of that path Jesus Christ is there mediating for us, praying for us that if we will repent of our sins he will lead us in that plain path That path of righteousness. That path that He set forth here upon the earth while He was here. Read through the book and see. Read through the the Gospels and see what a wonderful work that He did. And the love that He had for people. To be able to forgive them their sins. To be able to heal their sicknesses. This is what Jesus was doing there. And leading the people in that plain path. Because he understood. And because he knows today that that plain path of righteousness is available to all. That plain path of righteousness. Those that have had that new birth can see that path. And know how to travel upon it. And we know and Jesus knows. That the enemy Satan is there. He says he is just like A a wolf in sheep's clothing right among the flock. And he is there trying to destroy and to deceive. But if we will just keep our eye focused on that plain path, that path of righteousness, and use the power of God then to overcome the enemy, we can see victory. Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies. For false witness are rising up against me. And such as breathe out cruelty. And he will never allow our enemy. He will never allow Satan to overcome us. If we will follow him. If we will ask. And if we will put it all into his hands. I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And there's not a one of us today that can see victory in this. If we don't have the Lord. If we don't have God the Father and His Son leading us there. And David even in his day he understood. He said I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Think about Go back and read about all that David did and how that there was yes he made some terrible mistakes but i want you to just go back and read and see how many of the wonderful things that david was able to accomplish and he was able to go through life there and not faint right in the presence of the enemy Think about the very first thing that basically that is recorded about a miraculous work that David did when he was just a young boy. And he went out there to visit his brothers who were in the armed forces. He went out to carry them some supplies and to visit with them and to see how they were doing so he could come back and report to his father and the family how his brothers were getting along. And while he was out there here comes Goliath up, an uncircumcised giant of a man, about nine feet tall, if I'm not mistaken. He was huge, big, seasoned warrior. And here he was, marching up and down in front of the armies of God, taunting them and telling them, y'all send you a man out here, and we'll just fight us two. And we won't have to engage all the armies. It'll just be us two fighting. And here is this strapling of a young boy. And he says, what is this uncircumcised Philistine doing, defying the armies of the living God? And I want you to think about that. And in your life and in our life today, what are we allowing Satan to defy the power of God within us? If that be the case in you. And what did David do? David turned to his brothers and he says, Why is this happening? His brothers chastised him. And they said, What are you doing here? And who are you? Why are you just come out here to want to observe and to see so that you can go and tell others about the things that you've seen and try to do something on your own, maybe? And he said, No, this this man is defying the armies of the living God. And I don't want Satan to defy us today. Because the living God is what he is offering. The power of the living God is what he is offering to all of us through Jesus Christ. But what did David do? He went he told the king then that he wanted to go and he would fight with this man. They looked upon him and says, who are you? The king tried to give him all kind of armor. And he looked upon it, he tried it on, and he says, I have not proven that. But he knew what he had proven. Faith in God. And he said, I have killed a lion, I have killed a bear with my hands. That tried to come in and destroy the flock of my father. And he knew that God would destroy this man. He put the armor away, armed God's, or put man's armor away. And he followed what God was asking him to do. And he went out and he got a few smooth stones and he put it in his pouch and he had his sling. And he went out to meet him. And we've all heard this story, but it's wonderful to rehearse these things in our mind. And just see... And know the power of God and what David had seen as he was writing this. Years later what took place. But he took that sling and here comes that giant of a man. That warrior that looked like would just crush this young boy. There would be no way that this young boy could fight against him. But David had courage. And he had faith. And he had trust in God. He said, I will feed your flesh to the fowls of the air today. He took his head. He slung that sling. And he hit him in the head and he knocked him down. And he went over there and he took Goliath's own sword. And removed his head. He took the reproach away from Israel. And that's exactly how God will take the reproach away, the enemy away from His people today. He is the same God, the same power that He was there with David. Do you have the faith that David did? Do I have the faith that David did? Am I willing to step forward in courage like David did? Knowing that, the odds were against him in the eyes of man. But knowing the power of God was with him, and he would see victory. Isn't that something to think about? The power of God and what he had. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Man would have fainted. Man was fainting. Man would not go out there and do and, and meet this This giant of a man. They were afraid of him. But here comes this young man that knew God and knew the power. And he overcame. He said if he hadn't have known the goodness and the power of God, he would have fainted just like others. And I want to tell you today if you don't have that understanding and you don't know the power of God, when Satan comes along, you will faint too. You will falter. But if you know Him, know Jesus Christ, and He knows you, then you won't faint. You will see victory. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And that's what I want us all to think about this morning. That's what David did right there. He waited upon the Lord. He was of good courage that God would deliver him. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And that's where the, each and every one of us need to keep that in mind daily as we go through life. Don't try to get ahead of the Lord. Put it into His hands and wait upon Him. And I know I have seen that in my life. I have seen it in recent times how that if we will just put it into His hands and wait on Him, we will see how He overcomes Don't faint. Don't think that this is going to be too big. How am I going to go through it? Put it into the hands of Jesus Christ. And you will see victory. Be a weight on the Lord. Be of good courage. And I want us, everyone here today, doesn't matter who you are, I want you to take that verse right to yourself. Wait on him. But remember what he is saying. He's telling his people to come to me, to repent, to be strong. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. That's a promise. And I know it is truth. I know it will happen to those that trust Him. I say on the Lord, wait. I say on the Lord. Don't get ahead. Just put it all into His hands and see victory in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let's turn, I think we'll read some this morning in Mark. Let's read, do we start reading in the 7th chapter of Mark. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem, and when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with it with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews except they wash their hands off to eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. And when they were when they came from the market. Except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold, as the washing of cups and pots and brazen vessels of tables. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders? But eat not but eat bread with unwashed hands. Now, I want to read or I want to talk about these verses and see here. Here was the Pharisees. Supposedly a very strict group of the Jews in that day. Believed in the law and believed in certain things. But they had had several things there of cleanliness and stuff that they looked upon more they tried to look upon that as righteousness. And they looked upon here as the disciples of the Lord. The ones that knew Him. The ones that was following Him. The one that was listening. And was able to see that something new was happening here. That this man Jesus was the Messiah and we should be following Him. Not something that man has gotten up. Not some law or rule that He is saying. But we should be following God. And following Jesus Christ. Now there will be certain things that God shows His people how you should live and what you should do. But never let those things get ahead of what God shows, what God's Word is here upon the earth. And this is what was taking place. Here these men, these very self-righteous people, these Jews, would not even eat and they were condemning the disciples of Jesus, because they were not washing their hands and washing everything right before they ate. Now, and and they were looking upon it that they were condemned spiritually because of that. Now think about what was taken. They were being condemned spiritually because they were not washing their hands before they ate. Now let's go on and let's read now some of the things here of what Jesus said. The Pharisees there, they, then the Pharisees and scribes ask him, they were boldly to him and says, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? Now he, this was a tradition. But they felt like, I believe that they felt like, that this was also part of their righteousness was what they did. Even though it says, yes, this was a tradition. He answered and said unto them, Well, saith Isaiah, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. Boy, that's some strong language. It came right straight to them. Jesus did not sugarcoat it at all. He says, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites as it is written this people honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me and I think that is something that goes on throughout the world today and can be right here among us this people honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me. Something is bad, wrong there. He doesn't want to see lip service. He wants to hear us with that. But James says we've got to have works that goes along with that. With all the things that we want to say and do and show our faith, we've got to have the works. To go on. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And now this is what Jesus now was warning these people about. They hear you are a hypocrite. You are taking here a commandment of man and you are trying to say that it's a doctrine of God, a spiritual rule, instead of just something there, a commandment that man has gotten of. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as washing of pots and cups and many other such like things you do. Yes, these are, look, he says, this is what you are doing. You are outwardly, you are appearing that you are following God. You want to... Come out. You want to show people that you're washing your hands before you eat. You want to do, if you come back from the market, you want to get clean from that. You don't want to have any filth that comes from the market there. He said, but what did Jesus say and say to him? He called him a hypocrite. He said, because you worship me, you honor me with your lips. But where you truly honor me with your heart. It is far from me. There is nothing in there. Howbeit, in vain they do worship me. Teaching for doctrines. The commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God. Ye hold the tradition of men. The washing of pots and cups and. Many other such things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well, ye reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your own tradition. And friends, we need to be searching diligently right within ourselves. And I know that there has been things throughout the history Of church, of this church, that we looked upon the commandment of a man and that we kept a tradition there of man instead of listening and hearing the word of God. Now, I want all those things to be put behind us and we're moving on, we're moving straight forward. I don't want to reject the commandment of God. I want to adhere to the commandment of God and that is what I am going to preach and to teach. The commandment of God, the Word of God that He has right here in this book. And not to reject that and to keep a tradition of man. But I want to accept God and reject Him anything that he says that is of man that would put us at at odds with him. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, whosoever curseth father and mother, let him die the death, a very strict law in that day. But you say if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corbin, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. Taking the law of God and trying to water it down. And we have seen those things in our day. Taking the truths, taking the law of God and trying to water it down and justifying it so that it can, that man can use it to justify his wicked ways and still have hope of salvation. And that is nothing more but an abomination in the sight of God. And nothing more but what these people here were doing. And, it, and you can just call it today, if that is the situation in our life or in anybody else. He says, you are a hypocrite. Outside, you look at, you're going to come out to church, you're going to go and you're going to do things, and you're going to give, and all this you're going to do outwardly. But what is the heart? What is the inside Are we letting that be first and foremost in us? But you say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corbin, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mayest be profited by me, he shall be free. And you suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God of none effect, through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such like things ye do ye. Again, just look at it in our day. Here God was, Jesus was condemning, and it was God through Jesus, condemning the works of men 2,000 years ago. Because they had taken the Word of God and changed it into something that was not the Word of God. Teaching things to be the Word of God that was not there. Just as he says, making the Word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered... And many such like things you do. And I want you to just go around throughout the world today and see how that man has taken the Word of God and changed it into a lie in so many ways, so many errors, so that it can justify their ways. And that's exactly what these people were doing here. But Jesus was condemning it. And we have to condemn if it goes against the Word of God. It has to be condemned in our day. It is an abomination to Him. And when He had called all the people unto Him, He said unto them, Now, Jesus, then, He condemned these words, this work with these people, these self righteous people. And when you go out and you see churches today of hearing two things that goes in direct opposition to the Word of God, it has to be condemned. And when He called all the people unto Him, He said unto them, Hearken unto Me, every one of you, and understand, Hearken unto me, listen unto me, come unto me, and listen to me, He's saying, and understand. Now that's putting it right out there. He's not just saying, hear the Word and go on. He says, now you hear it, and now you understand it. Do you want to hear the word? Do you want to know what he's saying? He was telling these people that. Hearken to me. Listen to me. Don't be asleep. Don't have your mind off somewhere else. But hear his word. And understand it as the truths of God. There's nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him, but the things which come out of him, these are they that defile him. Now this is what he wants you to understand. He says taking in the food's not going to defile you spiritually, but the things coming out of your mind, out of your heart, that's what's going to defile you spiritually, he says. Now if we go along with the things that's being taught so much that rampant throughout the world today of so many different things that all you've got to do is say a prayer and then you just go on and live your life however you want to. You can't adhere to that. You can't go along with those things. He says, understand what the truth is. He says, what comes out of a man? Can you live in sin And not defile the temple of God. But that is being taught so much throughout the world today. Yes, we are sinners. We have been a sinner. And we will not live a perfect life. But I am not. If I've got that new birth. I am not going to be habitually living in the same sins that I was before. And letting that come out and defile that new body. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And that's what every one of us, I want you to all listen today. If you got ears to hear the word, hear it and understand it, he says. There's so much that goes on throughout the world today. People can hear the Word. But they just go just as, as the sower. He sowed the seed. They heard it. And that was good seed that was being sowed. It was the truths of God. But the people there, they heard the Word, but did nothing with it. Did not want to take it And bring it into their heart. And live by it. They just let it sit there. And you know what happened? Satan came. And he took it right out of their mind. Before it had a chance for them to even understand. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Don't let Satan come and immediately take it out of your mind. Let that good seed stay there in your mind and let it bring forth fruit just as He gives it to you. Some 30, some 60, some 100. But have those ears to hear and to be awake spiritually, be awake naturally so that we can hear the Word. And when He was entered into the house from the people, His disciples asked Him concerning the parable. Now His disciples didn't understand all about it either. So they said, let's ask. And if you don't understand today, He says, ask God, who gives all men liberally, and you shall receive. And he said unto them, Are you also without understanding? Are you so without understanding also? And that's what I want to ask every one of you today. Are you without understanding today? Do you understand fully what we are talking about today? And how that if you don't understand it, you don't know about it, that you are in a lost condition. But if you do understand it and you know what he's talking about, and you have received that new birth. You are in a saved condition. You are a part of the kingdom of God. And you can have eternal life. By believing on Him. He says that He chastised. And He says, Are you also without understanding? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him, because it entereth not in his heart, but into his belly, and goeth out into the droth, and purgeth all meat. He wanted them to just understand the simple things there, that bringing in the food in there is not going to defile you spiritually. But he says what comes out of your heart, the false the thoughts, The words. The deeds. All of these things come out of your heart. He says that's what will defile you. Because it entereth not into his heart but into his belly. And goeth out into the droth. Purging all meats. And he said. That which cometh out of the man. That defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulterers, adulteries, fornications, murderers, thieves, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And I want us to think about those things, and let's get really listen and pay attention. When we go out and we don't wash our hands, we may take in some germs or whatever else there, and most of the time there is no consequences health-wise whatsoever. But he's talking about the spiritual part here is what he's wanting us to all understand about. And that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. And he's talking about that that comes out of the heart. Out of our mouth, out of our mind, our thoughts. Now go on and listen. He he brings that right on down. For from within, out of the heart of men, out of our mind, proceed evil thoughts. And he goes on and he just lays them out there. Another place he says that those that have charity, he says that charity will have power over those evil thoughts and how we live our life. But here, this is what he's talking about, but from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Adulteries fornication and murders. and I guess we look upon those things right there those three crimes you might say or sins let's put it that way I believe man would look upon that as probably the three most highest or most worst crimes or worst sins that you could commit when you stop and you think about that That's what man, I believe, that's the way I kind of look at it. And I believe that's the way Jesus was looking at it because He put those three there first and foremost. Adulterers, fornications, murderers. Those three things, I believe, is right at the top of the list. But you know, He didn't stop there. He just went right on and He says, now here's the stuff that defiles the man. It's defiling him. He is not righteous because this is the deeds that's within him that's coming out. And he goes on and he says thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And then listen what he says. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Is this in our thoughts? Is it coming out in some way in us, in you? Those that do not have that new birth? Does it have not got the power over sin? That new spirit, that will be in their life. All these evil things, he says, he went over it, come from within. Come right from within our brain, in our mind, in our spiritual heart. Is it the spirit of God or is it the spirit of Satan? All these evil things come from within. If it's evil, it is coming from Satan. It is not righteous. There's nothing that is evil that is in the righteousness of God. All these evil things come from within. And defile the man. All the power of God comes from within that spirit and will overcome Satan and give victory to the man. That's what I want to hear. And I want to encourage you with that that's what we can have. And we can have victory and from, from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. And entered into the house and house, and would have no man know it. But he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. Heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. And here was something new that was coming up now. The Jews had no dealings with the Greeks and with these others. Had none of that. But here was this woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. And she wanted something done about it. And she knew that this man, Jesus, was doing these miraculous works, among others. And she wanted to know, well, how can I have that? And she came, and she fell at Jesus' feet. She knew the situation. She knew what the Jews thought of her. But she came and she fell at the feet of Jesus. The woman was a Greek, a Sarphoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it into dogs. You would have thought this would have discouraged someone. And if she had not truly understood who she was talking to and what he could do, yes, it would have offended her. But she knew that this man that she was talking to was the Son of God and he had done all of these miraculous works. And she did not stop, she continued to beg. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I understand that. But, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Even though the table is prepared for the children, and the children are there eating, there's things that fall on the floor. And the dogs are able to get that. And they are able to use it. To their benefit. And that's what she was saying. Lord. Just let me have a little. Of the crumbs. That the righteous are able to receive. And he said unto her. For this saying. Go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. And that is how low that we need to be today, where we need to get. And to know and understand that we must be begging Him to just give us the crumbs that fall from the children's table. And let that suffice us, spiritually, whatever it might be, Whatever you give to us, give us this day our daily bread. And let that suffice for us. And he said unto her, For this saying, go thy way, the devil has gone out of thy daughter. He healed her daughter because of the faith and because she could see what was taking place and because she said, I don't have to be counted as a child. Just give me the crumbs that fall from that. And help me then to see victory. And when she was come to her house. She found the devil gone out. And her daughter laid upon the bed. Are we willing to go to Jesus? Seeking him in that same way. Are we willing to be praying for others that they may be able to receive the help that Jesus has for us? And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, He came into the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decalapus. And they bring unto Him one that was deaf and had an impediment in His speech And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude. And he put his fingers into his ears. And he spit and he touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, That is, be opened. Be opened. He took this man. They brought him to him. They wanted help. Can you see what was happening in that day? People knew that if we can get to Jesus, He can heal us. And that's what He wants us to have that same mind today. And He is telling us, yes, I am available. Just like here, He had gone from one city to the other and gone into other places. But He came there into the city Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decalippus, and they bring unto Him one that was deaf. They brought unto Him somebody that needed help. Are we willing to help someone get to where Jesus Christ is being taught, where He is being preached? Where Are we willing to take it to them ourselves? These people were. And when they brought Him there, Jesus just took him aside, and He will take us aside today, and He will write it in our hearts and in our mind, so that we can see victory. He took him aside. He spit, he put his finger in his ears. and he touched his tongue. And he called out. Be opened. And straightway his ears were opened. And the string of his tongue was loosed. And he spake plainly. The power of God. When you go to him. He will overcome. And he charged them that they should tell no man but the more he charged him but the more he charged them so much more the great deal they published it and were beyond measure astonished saying he that hath done all things well he maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak he that hath done all things well And that was Jesus Christ. None of us has ever done that. No other man has ever done that. But He called His disciples unto them and He said unto them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with Me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for divers of them come from far. All of this group of people, thousands of them there, out in the wilderness maybe, and in a place where there was nothing for them to eat. But they had come there to hear the wonderful words of God. They had come there to hear and to see the miracles that were being done, and to be healed of their infirmities. And some be healed there of their evilness, their wickedness. And he just told his disciples to feed them. And his disciples answered him, Where can we satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? Where in the world would we be able to find enough food out here to feed all these people? Again, think back to David and Goliath. David knew that there was a God that could overcome whatever was. Jesus Christ knew that his Father could overcome it all. Didn't matter what it is, his Father could overcome it. Even though out in the wilderness. And his disciples answered, From whence can we buy can from whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to set down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and he gave thanks, and he broke, and he gave to his disciples to set before them, and they did set before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. And they did eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about four thousand. And he sent them away. Do you see how that people just putting their faith and trust in God... What God did in those days. And that was Jesus putting the faith and trust in there. And asking His disciples to accomplish Him with it. To bring the bread. You have a few loaves, bring it here. You have a few fishes, bring it to me. And let's see what God can do for us. And He overcame. God multiplied those seven little loaves of bread. Those two little fish. To feed 4,000 people right out in the wilderness where there was nothing for them to feed the people with. That is the power of God today. That we might be, or we are, if you have not been saved, you are out in the wilderness and there are people throughout in the world that is in the wilderness of sin. But the words are here to be spoken. The words are here to be taught. How can we work? And this is what we need to be begging our Lord and Savior every day. how? Can we use the things that you have entrusted into us? The fishes, the loaves that you've entrusted into our hands. How can we use them for others to be able to eat that spiritual meat and to hear the wonderful words of God? Keep these things and be begging every day for Him to show you, to lead you, to guide you, to wreck you. But knowing that He has blessed us tremendously. We have all this that He has given to us. They just had a few fish and a few loaves of bread out in the wilderness, but He was able to feed those people. And yes, if you look upon the things that we have, it would be just a small amount to try to make a difference in all the lost throughout the world today. But let's be begging for Him to show us how we can use it to His honor and His glory. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given to this generation. The generation of the wicked will not be able to see the power and the mighty works of God. But the generation of the righteous knows that. And they have seen the power. And they have seen His generosity. And they have seen what He has done and what He will do for the righteous. Be faithful. Be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And He will see you through. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Let's just keep His Word in our heart. And let's not be, as He read in the beginning, a hypocrite that we will praise Him with our tongue, but our heart is far from Him. Let's don't let that be. But let's praise Him with our tongue. And let's let our heart be filled with His Word, with His power, with His goodness, with His love, with His mercy. And let's be strong in the faith. Goliath fell before that young man. And there is nothing that Satan has that will not fail before the righteous. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number two hundred and ninety-eight. And there may be somebody here that might would like to make a commitment that I want to be a part of that. And I want to make it public. And you can do so by coming forward as we sing number two hundred and ninety eight um. how <clears throat> The soul that on Jesus still leans for repose. I will not. I will not desert to his foes. That soul though all hell should endeavor to shake. I'll never. No never. No never forsake. He is there for us and he will not forsake us. And though all hell, he says, will come out against you. He says, I will not forsake you. The power of God is there for you to overcome. Keep that in mind. And be at one in Jesus Christ and His people here upon the earth. We will have our Monday night meeting here tomorrow at 8 o'clock. You're welcome to be here. Let us pray. To God the Father, we thank You for Your wonderful words that we can read and we can discuss and we can be encouraged. And we can see how that Your work... It's so prevalent to the righteous here upon the earth and how they have been able to use it all the way along to overcome Satan and to overcome that adversary in every situation. And we just beg that You fill us with Your Spirit and give us spiritual wisdom and knowledge that we are able to encourage one another in Your Word. And we are able to walk with You The way you would have for us to walk. And that we are able to overcome Satan. And we thank you for that. And we give you and God the Father. All the glory and all the honor. And we just beg for guidance in the upcoming days. That you lead God and direct. And you show us how we can be involved with others.